0: Like just those two words, trust yourself, or maybe three words, I would say trust yourself more. If you are somebody who wants to not only start your own business uh, in your own wellness practice, but also just if you're somebody who's trying to like heal heal your relationship with food or figure out what foods work for your body, trust yourself.
1: Welcome to Let's Thrive, a lifestyle podcast where you can find the tools and inspiration necessary to thrive on life. I'm your host, Emily Fichels, and tune in every Thursday to hear the candid conversations I have with guests who are just like you and me, trying to figure out this crazy world we live in. Enough said, it's time to thrive. Happy Thursday. Thank you if you're listening in to the fifth official episode of Let's Thrive Podcast. You may have noticed that things keep changing and that's because I'm a very indecisive person and I'm trying to figure out what feels right for me as far as this podcast production goes. So hang in there. Soon I'll have my act together and everything will be sorted out and sound similar. Until then, I decided to record this intro early because as you listen to it, on Thursday, I'll be in New York City. My last trip (laughs) got canceled twice but no worries. I'm going this time, the weather is not holding me back, and all is good. If you have any suggestions for where to eat, let me know on Instagram, because I'll be in New York City when you guys are listening to this, and I apologize for my timing being off. Wow, okay. So, one thing I've been struggling with lately is time management, because as we all know, I'm a procrastinator. That's why this podcast took probably five months I'd say, to finish. This has just been coming up because I finish breakfast and say, gee Emily, you should probably go record that intro and outro so that you can edit it and not be stressed out later. Instead, I wind up baking peanut butter cookies and responding to email, which don't get me wrong, that is a wonderful way to start the day, but this podcast comes first before anything else, And it's teaching me how to schedule priorities before other work, I guess. So enough of that. I am excited to share with you guys today the amazing Molly from Balanced by Molly. This woman is so inspiring, as you'll hear during the interview, she had a rather rough start into the health and wellness scene. It took a lot of health issues and time for her to find this place of wellness and balance that she thrives in today. We talk about her journey and a mystical trip to Thailand that changed the course of her life. We delve into her career and how she went from a stressed out to the max, feeling unfulfilled in the banking industry, to this boss babe running her own business and helping other women find balance and happiness in their own lives. What better transition than that? She's truly doing it all and her message of finding the balance in health is so refreshing to hear. I just loved this conversation. It is a bit shorter than normal, but we both had crazy schedules the day we recorded, plus my tech skills failed once more. My apologies for that. <laughs> um, still working on the tech side of things. Also to note, the event she is hosting and that we talk about in the end of the episode is today, Thursday, the day this episode comes out. So no tickets left. Don't go looking for them. But if you tune into Instagram, I'm sure you'll be able to see some highlights from the event and that's about it. I want to keep this intro short because I have to go get a lot done and pack for New York City. I hope you guys have a wonderful Thursday. Let me know your thoughts, and I have a little giveaway opportunity in the outro, so listen through. Today's shorter anyway, and I'll see you guys on the flip side. Until then, here is Molly. Hi! Hi, I'm so happy to be talking with you, and you. I just, yeah, sorry about all the tech issues Best and on my end. scheduling. No, no, you're fine. So before we start out, I just want to ask, what has made you smile today? Like that little thing that filled you with joy or made you laugh?
0: Yeah, I actually, um, you know what made me smile today is the fact that it's pouring rain outside, which is really weird. I'm someone who really loves the rain. And living in California, we don't really get a lot of it. So all the rain has made me smile today.
1: <laughs> I love that. And sometimes the rainy days are just the perfect excuse to stay inside, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting that, I'm getting a lot
0: done. So I'm packing it in.
1: There you go. Okay, so to jump right in, would you yeah. mind sharing a bit about yourself? Just take us back a bit to where your story really begins.
0: Sure. So... My story begins probably um, in my early 20s when I started to learn more about food and about my body, and uh, most of that had to do with digestive issues that I had from an early age, really digestive issues that I didn't know I really had. I thought that it was kind of my normal to always feel the way I was. Um, Some of my symptoms were... um, Stomach aches all the time, feeling um, bloated after every meal. I thought it was normal that you had to unbutton your pants after you ate. Um, I definitely had IBS, although I was never diagnosed in, in my 20s. But there was always a discomfort when I ate food, and I never really thought about food other than just how it feels uh, my body. I never thought about nutrients or how to have a balanced meal or how to eat to make my body feel really good. And what happened at the age of 24 is I was admitted to the emergency room with extreme pain, which I thought was an appendicitis, but turned out just to be my gallbladder. Um, and after doing some tests, it, it looked like my gallbladder wasn't actually working. So at the age of 24, I had surgery to have my gallbladder removed, which is a pretty big deal at such a young age to have um, an actual organ taken from your body. But I was in so much pain at the time that, um, you know, I said, whatever you got to do, do it. But what was interesting is that no doctors really educated me on number one, why I was having, um, so many digestive issues, why my gallbladder wasn't working. And number two, no doctors ever really gave me an, an alternative to surgery in terms of, um, you know, what if I ate differently and was able to heal um, myself from, naturally without having to have surgery. So after surgery, I kind of started to take that approach. It took my health into my own hands and I kind of lost trust with Western medicine and um, really wanted to figure out, you know, what was going on with my body holistically um, from the perspective of not just my digestive issues, but what was it that was causing, what was causing them and how could I heal them moving forward? Because even after my gallbladder was taken out, my digestive issues did come back after that. So I went to, uh, long story short, I went to Thailand um, on a trip with um, my boyfriend at the time and we did like a week-long cleanse together or pretty much a week-long fast together uh, where I was able to really cleanse my body and also just hang out on the beach and, you know, um... It was really, really great, and I felt so good after that week of of fasting and cleansing my body that when I came back from Thailand at the age of 25, I was living in Southern California, I felt so good. I felt mentally clear. I had tons of energy. I was like 10 out of 10 on the digestive scale, and I wanted to keep that feeling going So that's where I really started to dive into um, just the study of whole foods and how they affect our our bodies and how they can make us feel really good. And pretty much has been like my, my sole like mission for the last 10 years and with and also with my practice is to not only continue that with my own body, but help teach others how they can feel really good with uh, the foods that they put into their body.
1: That's wonderful. And It sucks that a lot of times it takes like a hardship, you know, such as that traumatic one with your gallbladder to really kick us in gear to take control of our health. But oftentimes that, you know, is a good kickstarter. Yeah. To go back a bit, during this time when you got your gallbladder removed and you were having these different, you know, health issues, were you like working in a certain environment or were there any other outside factors, do you think?
0: Yeah, so I was working, I spent about um, 13 years of my career in corporate banking in both Southern California and Northern California, and when you're starting out in, in banking, whether it's investment banking or corporate banking, as a young analyst, that's your life. Your life is working 10-hour days and spreadsheets and doing everything that you can to um, rise up the rank. And, and I wanted that really bad. I was I was passionate about banking, and I really wanted to climb the corporate ladder. And I would do I was willing to do anything that I could to to get ahead. And so it was definitely like the the stressful lifestyle. Um, definitely like going out, traveling, partying, heavy drinking was a big part of that as well. In terms of that lifestyle, um, the banking business is very male dominated, and so it was kind of like this idea of. How far could you push your body in terms of lack of sleep, right? In terms of pushing through lunches and working instead, in terms of going out and drinking with your colleagues. So that alone definitely put a lot of um, a lot of stress on my body, and I I think a lot of people can probably um, relate to that as they get into you know whatever career it it is and wanting to do the best job that they can, and you know also just. Be a part of that that crew that you have at work too, I mean that was a, a lot of pressure to always um, go out and network and socialize was a big part of it.
1: What made you really decide to get out of that field and you know even though, like you said, you had a passion for it initially, what was the moment where you just decided i'm not I'm not doing this anymore?
0: yeah, you know it took a long time to have that moment, I think probably like I said before Definitely, like the first years of my banking career, I actually really did enjoy that lifestyle. Um, I enjoyed it, you know, obviously to the detriment of my of my body, but I I really did enjoy it, and I loved um, I loved the competitive aspect of it, of working alongside men as one of the only women in my um, in my team and doing really well and rising above the ranks and getting promotions, you know, before the guys did, but. Because my health did, did take a toll physically, after a while, my mental health started to really take a toll as well. And I started to have conversations with a lot of my friends would always come to me for advice about their own health and what they should be eating to make their bodies feel good. And um, one of my friends asked me one day, it was probably like five years ago, she asked she's like, why don't you make a career of this? Why don't you make a career of teaching people how to eat foods that make them Feel good, and I was like, "Well, you know, I don't, I don't really think there is a career in that, Um, and I didn't at the time really believe that that can be made into a career unless I wanted to go back to medical school or um, get a master's in nutrition, and I really wasn't ready to go back to, um, you know, medical school in my early thirties to to get that done. So I kind of had that at the back of my mind, and then I learned about the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which is in New York through a friend of mine who had just completed the program and I went online I looked at, you know, who they were. I'd never heard of them before and everything that they had on their website was like, Oh, like a light bulb went off. I was like, Oh, like this is exactly what I've always wanted to do. I didn't even know. I didn't even, I did not even heard of the term health coach before. I didn't even know that existed. And, um, and I didn't even know there was a school that you can actually go to and learn and get certified as a health coach. And so that was kind of like when the light bulb went off and I started to do more research about it. And it kind of got me excited. And I started to, I had like post-its everywhere in my apartment at the time about like what the name of my company might be, um, different forms that I would give my clients, kind of like business plans written like haphazardly, you know, on the back of like sheets of paper. I think what was holding me back at that time was really money because I... You, you make pretty good money in the investment and corporate banking world. And I was like, yeah, you know, like, I don't know if I'm ready to like leave that safety net. And I, I had a lot of like self doubt of, could I really, could I really do it? Which held me back for a long time. And which is something that I teach people now how to overcome. If it's something that they want to pursue to have, to either have their own business or to be a, a health coach or a wellness professional.
1: That's wonderful, and I'm I'm actually doing IIN too. Awesome! Yeah, I just such I started, a great school. Yeah, and I actually took a gap year this year, and so when I came home, I just started doing all these side projects, and then I found them online, mm-hmm. started it. So I'm I'm kind of you know just starting into it, but it it's a very good way to you know broaden knowledge, whether for personal or career use. Definitely it's an amazing program and
0: it's crazy to say that like a program changed my life but it it definitely really did change my life because once I started once I enrolled I started taking the classes um, I would sit in my office at my bank and shut my door and listen um, to coursework and do coursework instead of my job and then I would go home you know, on time. And that's all I could think about. Like it consumed the idea of like starting my own business and being a health coach started to consume me so much that I just, I lost interest for, for banking. I lost that like passion and I felt like kind of caught in the middle and it made me feel a little like disheartened in a way that I was in this career of banking for so long and I loved it so much. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I just, I don't love it anymore. You know, and I always joke like Banking was the longest relationship I had ever been in. <laughs> so it was kind of like, it was kind of like breaking up in a way, but I knew that I had to do it because I knew what, that what lied in me was um, going to be something so special and so important. And also just like really something that I, that I had to do. Like after a while, it, it didn't really, it wasn't really a choice. It was, it was something that I, that I had to do and I knew I had to follow my calling to become a health coach.
1: And I think, A lot of times we have this kind of limiting belief that, you know, who am I to do this health program or who am I to, you know, teach people about health when, you know, I had all these issues or I still do. And it sounds like maybe that's kind of what you had too, coming from, you know, you had health issues and you were in the banking world. And so Mm -hmm. did you, did you have that as like a limiting belief, you know, thinking kind of like the imposter syndrome of who am I to do this?
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, there's always a belief. In it. And I think a lot of people can go down the rabbit hole of even just social media and Instagram and seeing other people out there who are doing it already, who already look so successful. And it's like, well, they're already doing it and they're already doing it so well. Like who am I to believe that, that I could do that too? You know, like that imposter syndrome was definitely there. And, and yeah, because I had lived a really unhealthy lifestyle for so long, you know, like I, I drank a lot of alcohol, you know, I went through a period of time where I smoked cigarettes for years, and um, I didn't take care of my body. But I think that because I went through that period in my life, and was able to kind of turn that around and teach myself how to um, be the healthiest version of me and how to eat nourishing foods for my body, that that was going to be something that would be so impactful for other people who are either going through or have gone through the same thing and are, and are looking for like really those next, those next steps that, um, that I could help them with.
1: I'm so happy that you found your way into this because from what I see, you're just amazing at it. And so during this time, I believe it's, okay, I think I'm pronouncing this right, but the Presidio yeah. Management School? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you went there and what was that program
0: for? I did. So that was actually the first time I tried to get out of banking. (laughs) So, um, gosh, I did the Procedure Management School about 10 years ago because I um, had always been and still am passionate about the environment and sustainability. And the Procedure Management School was really how to integrate sustainability practices into your business that you work for. Um, and so after I went to the Presidio management school, I was like, gosh, you know, is there a way where I can kind of marry my passion for the environment and for sustainability with banking. So after I completed my certification there, um, I ended up working for an, an environmental bank here in San Francisco that uses all of their deposits to only be lent out to companies that do really great and cool things it was a way for me to work with really cool companies being in corporate banking and working with corporations who also cared about the environment and also cared about um, sustainability and low impact or zero impact. And so that was really wonderful for a while, but it was, it was definitely short lived because I was still in banking, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I was still in banking. It was missing that aspect of health that I loved. And so I mean, yeah, sustainability and what I learned at the procedure management school is still with me today. I mean, I'm standing here in my kitchen next to my pile of, of all my composts, right. That I've always had and always loved. But, um, but yeah, that was just kind of like another step for me in my, in my journey of like realizing that, um, corporate banking wasn't, wasn't right for me and that there was a bigger calling above that.
1: Once you had your education from you know, both the Presidio School and IIN, how did you begin implementing the practices into your daily life? As if you were to break this down for someone who's maybe just coming into this field, yeah. what, what were those like first steps you did to kind of ease your way into the, you know, health and wellness world?
0: Yeah, I think a, a big first step for me, especially coming from the corporate world and into the health and wellness world, which um, I think a lot of people do is, is very kind of like jarring at first because coming from a world that was so structured before in terms of working for a large corporation and then to working for yourself and starting your own business and wellness and having no structure at all, that was really hard for me for at least the first six months to even just figure out like how to structure my days. And how that would translate. I, I couldn't figure out like the formula, which I know doesn't exist for your time versus money, right? Because when you go into a corporate job and you're working your eight hours or in my case, your 10 hours a day, you know what that translates to in terms of a paycheck, right? You know what you're going to be getting at the end of the day. And when you work for yourself, you don't really have that. And I didn't know, I was like, gosh, I don't know like how much time I put into this. What am I going to get out of it in terms of Of money and and then also money started to matter a lot less um, once I started my own business and and I don't mean that that like I wanted this to be a hobby and not make money there's kind of like the pursuit of just like I don't know I think like making a lot of money in the corporate business world it's like you know the whole adage of like the more money you make the more money you spend is definitely true and so it really made me like kind of reflect and go inward on like where I was spending my money and what money really means, right, in terms of time. So it was really great. I mean, it, it, I will tell you that um, something called time blocking really saved me. So if anyone's listening has never heard of that before, just Google time blocking. There's tons of articles written on it. I, I have one on my blog about it too. But time blocking gave me structure in my days to kind of know like what I was doing from the moment I woke up until I was done with my day at work and also kept me from I'm like working all the time because when you work for yourself, you're like, oh, I can turn on my laptop anytime. And here I am at 11 p.m. or on weekends, like still working because I'm so passionate about it. Then again, it it can become really hard to find that balance between your personal and your professional life as well when you work for yourself.
1: Definitely. And I I think the timing is still what I need to get used to and that it's not acceptable to (laughs) stay up till 11 and 12. Totally. Um, Yes. Working on my phone or computer and then the blue lights like triggering my brain to stay up. Totally.
0: Yep. It's just a train wreck. Totally.
1: Yes. So then how did other aspects of your life change, whether like through relationships, uh, hobbies, self-confidence, I just, you know, I'm curious. um, I know I myself went through, you know, transformation when I started into health just with all of those. And so I'm curious how that changed in your life.
0: Yeah. So I, I did have a lot of, like, a lot of things really changed for me. And I always say this, like, for anybody who's transitioning careers or any transition in your life, it's like, in order to start that new path of yours, you kind of have to let go of the old you. And in a way, a lot of people really don't realize that there's a lot of like mourning that goes into that. Like, there's a lot of sadness and saying goodbye to your, your old self. But what comes with that is so many opportunities and so many aspects of your life. It, you know, definitely when I was in banking and when it started to become really toxic, I think a lot of that toxicity really went over into other aspects of my life. And definitely with relationships, for sure. Definitely with a lot of other things, just the way that I I treated my myself for sure. And kind of like the self-love aspect of it was definitely, you know, I, I had spent so much time kind of giving all that I could to this large corporation. And I always say that I'm always like, you know, just a reminder, like the company never really loves you back. You know, like you you have to give yourself love first and be confident in who you are and really love who yourself is before you start. I mean, not only working for a big corporation, but but also just working for yourself too. When I left banking, I feel like I closed a lot of doors on a lot of, you know, old relationships and a lot of new doors open for new, wonderful relationships and um, which have been just great and wonderful and just uh, so fulfilling. But, but yeah, I think like the self love and the self confidence is a big, is a big, Part of it because you have to have that you have you have to have both of those to start your own business um, and you have to trust yourself and that held me back for a long time was just like not not willing to trust myself to actually to actually do this to number one start a business number one get clients and continue to and also to to make money as well was a big part of it um, for me so yeah I think that like self love and self confidence is a big big part of what comes in that transition because you have to give that to yourself in order to take those steps forward.
1: Yeah, I, I agree 100% with that and I think this aspect is kind of relating to that too and it's evident in your name, balanced by Molly, but your practice centers around balance. And yeah. I love that because as with self-love, balance, confidence, like it, it all ties together because, you know, if if you don't have balance, then you're bound to go from one extreme to another, and that's that's never good for us. So that being said, what does balance mean to you? Yeah, so balance to me, and I
0: think um, coming off of the, as an IAN graduate, and I think you'll, you know this, or you're probably learning it as well um, in their school, but there's so many aspects to health that aren't on your plate, right? So in IAN, they talk about kind of like the five pillars for health, one obviously being nutrition, but there's also, you know, exercise, uh, spirituality. And um, now that I'm saying them, I'm like totally blanking. I'm like, what are they again? <laughs> um, exercise, spirituality, a relation relationships, and career. I think career is a big one, right? And if, and if there's not really like balance in all five of those things, then there's not health. And there's something that... Um, you know, the head of the school used to say all the time, he used to be like, you know, you can eat all the kale and broccoli in the world, but if those five things aren't in balance, then you're not going to have really true health. Um, and another aspect of the word balance for me was just finding balance in, in my relationship with food, too. And I think that's, um, that's a big part of my practice is um, you know, over half of my practice is working with women who are trying to um, heal their relationships with food and/or their bodies, right? And so I was somebody who swung from, like did the, the pendulum swing from binge eating tendencies to orthorexic tendencies. And if people don't know what orthorexia is, it's an eating disorder that's like an extreme obsession with always eating clean and always eating, you know, good ingredient food where it becomes an actual obsession. And, and because I had gone from one end of the the spectrum from binge eating to always having to eat clean all the time. Because once I found out like how good, and I also hate that word clean eating too. So I'll, I'll try not to use that. But once I found out how like eating whole nourishing foods with really good uh, ingredients made me feel, I didn't really want to eat anything else, but it became like this obsession to always choose like the best ingredients when I went out to eat, you know, obsessively look at menus before I go out with friends and family. And it, that was, that just became really like no way to to live my life. Like there was no balance in that. Um, There's no balance and there was no, it took out like the pleasure and enjoyment of food. And so- I really had to come back into the balance of how I looked at my relationship with food. And that's a big thing that I work with on my clients too, is how they can find balance in their relationship with food and also their bodies as well.
1: I, I love that. And it's so true. And orthorexia is what I like to call the silent the silent evil. You don't, yes. um, you oftentimes, you know, don't think you have it. And I've been there and I, I think, you know, a large majority of us can agree to that. Yes. Um, And on the topic of your clients and what you teach, could you tell us about like what programs and services you offer? Sure. Yeah. So um, I hit a little
0: bit of both of those that we talked about today. I mean, definitely my two biggest parts of my practice are working with people on digestive issues and learning how to nourish their bodies with foods that make them feel good and, and also learning what food's don't make them feel good It's a big part of it. So a lot of people come to me and I help figure that out. So I definitely specialize in any digestive disorders, whether it is IBS, um, simple things like uh, heartburn, bloat or anything like that. Uh, Food intolerances are a big part of it too. A lot of people don't know what food intolerances they have or how that triggers symptoms for digestive um, issues. So that's kind of one half of my practice is just teaching people how to integrate you know, kind of a new way, new habits of eating healthy that works specifically for them, for their body and for their lifestyle. And then the other half of my practice is working with people to learn how to eat intuitively and also how to define like what their own definition of food freedom is. Of people who are in the binge and restrict eating cycles and are working with healing their relationship with food That's a big part of my practice um, as well. And it's really important for me to treat the root cause of of both sides of that, the root cause of digestive system symptoms and the root cause of any um, bad relationships with food, right, versus just what the symptoms are. Um, So those are two big parts of my practice that I specialize in.
1: And where can people go to maybe read a bit more or get in contact with you about them? Yeah, so um, really easy. I mean, my website is the name of
0: my um, company. So it's just balancedbymolly.com. And if you were to type in balancedbymolly.com backslash coaching, that will take you to all the information of all my specialties, uh, what we'd work together in, um, what health coaching really means, and also has links to schedule a 15-minute consultation with me to see if we're a good fit to, to work together too.
1: Wonderful. And I just remembered now, actually, as we were talking about that, but you have an event coming up, right? With um, Nicole from Kale Junkie. I do. Yeah. So next
0: Thursday, so a week from today, um, I'm actually teaching a live workshop here in San Francisco. So if you're in San Francisco, it's going to be at the Bay Clubs, which is they're really awesome um, down near the Embarcadero. And um, both Nicole and I, myself coming from banking and Nicole um, coming from law, she used to be a lawyer Um, just really how to teach you to how to start your own business. So if you have a corporate career, that's kind of dragging you down and you have an idea, or you don't have an idea for business, we'll also be helping you in terms of figuring out how to like find what your passion really is and how to make that into a business that, um, makes money and is profitable. So that's going to be awesome. It's going to be a hands-on workshop. Um, We're keeping it to a group of 20 people. We actually have two spots left and um, you're going to come away with a lot. So we're truly, really excited about that. Um, So that's next Thursday on the 21st. If you wanted more information about that, you just go to my Instagram profile and just click the link that's in my profile and everything is there that you need.
1: Perfect. And yeah, just thank you for coming on. We'll just close out with one, one or two rapid-fire questions, depending. Sure. On the so what is your favorite meal at the moment?
0: My favorite meal at the moment is probably what I just ate for lunch. Um, so I've been making a lot of sweet potato toasts. You guys have never made sweet potato toasts. So I'm obsessed with them. And I combine that with my other favorite thing, which is just easy-peasy tuna salad. I literally just had sweet potato toast with tuna salad and a side of broccolini, which was super good. Definitely sounds, my favorite right now.
1: <laughs> that, that sounds so good. And today I just tried for the first time, I think it's farmhouse, but it's like the sauerkraut. The sauerkraut is
0: so good, isn't
1: it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've never had that. And I just saw it at Wegmans today. I was shopping hungry and <laughs> I saw it, picked yeah. it up and I put it over my sweet potato bowl. And yeah, um, Oh, it was That's so great good. thing to shop
0: hungry for. I love that. You're like, I shop hungry for
1: sauerkraut. <laughs> awesome. know, <laughs> I'm that, I'm that odd 19 year old to get yeah. a sauerkraut. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. And last one, if you could scream one piece of advice from the rooftops for all to hear, what would it be?
0: Yeah. My one piece of advice would be something I, I said a couple minutes before is just to trust yourself. Like just those two words, trust yourself, or maybe three words. I would say trust yourself more. If you are somebody who wants to not only start your own business uh, in your own wellness practice, but also just if you're somebody who's trying to like heal your, heal your relationship with food or figure out what foods work for your body, trust yourself, trust your um, abilities more trust your body more trust your own opinions above others because a lot of times we get caught up in what other people are saying Um, other people trying to tell you what you should do with your life or what you should eat Um, always trust yourself most
1: so important definitely with the you know comparison trap we can all fall into or blindly following trends just always come back to listening to what works for you. So I love that. Exactly. Thank you again for coming on today. It means the world and I'm just so excited I got to talk to you. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me on today. A thank you to Molly for coming on today. She is very busy with her coaching programs and the events she hosts and participates in. So I am so grateful she took the time to speak with me. I love how she comes from a place of balance and following her on Instagram is just splendid because there's no guilt there. For instance, the weekend after we recorded, she went to Las Vegas with her friends and she just had a blast. She didn't eat super healthy and she didn't exercise and she didn't do all the things that we oftentimes associate with health. She just lived and had fun and she posted this hilarious picture of herself in this amazing getup and... She had a blast and that is balance, that is finding the in-between of health and happiness and living your life to its absolute fullest and that's just what I love about her. Check out her Instagram, I'm sure you'll be able to spot the photo, it just, it made me so happy and everything she posts is so authentic and displays the balance that she truly lives in. If you're curious to learn more about her or her programs, you can find her on Instagram at... Balanced by Molly, it'll be linked below, and her site is Balanced by Molly. Something new that I'm starting for the podcast is that for every review and subscription on iTunes, or when you share on your Instagram story you listening to my gibberish every Thursday, I'm going to enter your name in a drawing. And at the end of each month, I'll pick one winner to receive a goodie or two that I'll ship to you in appreciation for sticking with me. I know we all have our own journey and it can be a rough start and I feel that way about this podcast. It's from the support and kind messages that you guys have sent to me that I feel confident enough to continue with this. Tag me in your stories while listening at thrive underscore on life and if you tag me in your stories while listening, that is one entry or if you go on iTunes and subscribe or leave a review, that is two entries. If you do this for every episode, that's more chances you have. To be honest, not many people listen yet, so you have a high chance for those of you I know who listen to every one. This is just my way of thanking you guys, and I truly appreciate anyone following along on my rocky start to podcasting. If you have any questions, just DM me on Instagram or email me, whichever works for you. Until next time, hit up that opportunity, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.